Topic 20, Fourth Paper of 20th Century Negro Literature. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. 20th Century Negro Literature. Topic 20, Fourth Paper. By Reverend H. H. Proctor. Henry Hugh Proctor was born near Fayetteville, Tennessee, December 8, 1868. After completing the public school course of his native town, he studied in Fisk University, Nashville, Tennessee, from which school he was graduated with the degree of Bachelor of Arts, June 1891. That fall he entered the Divinity School of Yale University, graduating three years later. He was assigned by the faculty to the post of honor among the chosen orators of the class. He at once entered upon the pastorate of the First Congregational Church of Atlanta, Georgia. Mr. Proctor has lectured extensively in many parts of the country, his best-known lecture being The Black Man's Burden. He has been active in preventing legislation in Georgia adverse to the colored race, especially measures designed to restrict the franchise and cut down public school facilities of the Negro. He is correspondent for a number of northern periodicals, and extracts from his sermons are published weekly in the Atlanta Constitution, the leading daily of the South. At his recent seventh anniversary as pastor, many letters of congratulation came from all parts of the country, one being from Principal Booker T. Washington, whose esteem and friendship he enjoys. In the historic development of Christianity, race and religion have a reciprocal relation. Conversion has involved a mutual conquest. The religion has modified the race, and the race has modified the religion. Every race that has embraced Christianity has, by developing that element of truth for which it has affinity, brought to the system its own peculiar contribution. In the Semitic race, the high priest of humanity, Christianity was born. Salvation is of the Jews. Israel's code of ethics was the highest known to antiquity. It was but natural that the Hebrew should leave upon the newborn system the impress of his genius for ethics. Hellenism may be regarded as the complement and contrast of Hebraism. Hebraism revealed the transcendent of Jehovah. Hellenism declared the divinity of man. The Greek preeminent in philosophy as a pagan became as a Christian preeminent in theology. He blended the complemental conceptions of divinity and humanity. If the contributions of the Hebrew was ethical, that of the Greek was theological. The Latin mind, practical rather than speculative, political rather than theological, established the Civitas Dei, where once stood the Civitas Roma. This ecclesiastical masterpiece of human wisdom may still exist in undiminished vigor, says Macaulay, where some traveler from New Zealand shall, in the midst of a vast solitude, take his stand on a broken arch of london bridge to sketch the ruins of st paul's truly the church of rome has left upon christianity an ineffaceable political impress the teutonic mind fresh vigorous even childlike in its simplicity and love of reality accustomed to enjoy the freedom peculiar to lands where the national will is the highest law would not brook the inflexible dogmatism of the greek nor the iron ecclesiasticism of the roman 
the teuton loved liberty in religion as well as in other things he asserted his right to stand before his god for himself the free spirit revealed in christianity through luther can never die christianity as an authoritative letter is roman as a free spirit it is teutonic the saxon preeminent in capacity for developing ideas has so assimilated christianity as to become its noblest representative enterprise and energy vigor and thrift striking characteristics of this great race are becoming part and parcel of our christianity this is the missionary age and it is the enterprising saxon unchecked and undaunted by sword flame or flood that is enriching the globe with a girdle of divine light and yet our christianity is not complete notwithstanding its moral stamina its philosophic basis and its organic solidarity its free spirit and its robust energy do we not feel there is something lacking still does not our christianity lack in its gentler virtues to what nation shall we look for the desideratum shall it not be to the vast unknown continent if the jew has modified our religion by his ethics the greek by his philosophy the roman by his polity the teuton by his love of liberty and the saxon by his enterprise shall not the african by his characteristic qualities of heart bring a new and peculiar contribution to christianity the negro is nothing if not religious his religion touches his heart and moves him to action the result of his peculiarly partial contact with christianity in america is but an earnest of what his full contribution may be confidently expected to be the africa's mission in the past has been that of service servant of all is his title he has hewn the wood and drawn the water of others with a fidelity that is wonderful and a patience that is marvellous as an example of patient fidelity to humble duty he stands without a peer his conduct in the late war which resulted in his freedom was as rare a bit of magnanimity as the world ever saw the helpless ones of his oppressor and his power he nobly stayed his hand from vengeance and at last when he held up his hands that his bonds might be removed his emancipator found them scarred with toil unrequited but free from the blood of man save that shed in open honourable battle his religious songs are indicative of his real character these songs embodied and expressed the only public utterance of a people who had suffered two and a half centuries of unatoned insult yet in them all there has not been found a trace of ill-will history presents no parallel to this david oppressed by his foes called down fire smoke and burning wind to consume his enemies from the face of the earth but no such malediction as that ever fell from the lips of the typical american slave oppressed like the man of sorrows he opened not his mouth truth is stranger than fiction harriet beecher stowe's uncle tom was more than a character of fiction he was a real representative of the christian slave recall that scene between cassie and uncle tom unsuccessful in her attempts to urge him to kill their inhuman master cassie determines to do it herself with flashing eyes her blood boiling with indignation long suppressed the much abused creole woman exclaims his time's come i'll have his heart's blood no no says uncle tom 
no ye poor lost soul that ye must not do our lord never shed no blood but his own and that he poured out for us when we was his enemies the good lord help us to follow his steps and love our enemies uncle tom's words are not unworthy of immortality howe'er it be it seems to me tis only noble to be good kind hearts are more than coronets and simple faith the norman blood humility fidelity patience large-heartedness love this is africa's contribution to christianity if the contribution of the saxon is pauline that of the african is johannine paul with his consuming energy carrying the gospel to the uttermost parts stands for the white man john the man of love leaning on his master's bosom is typical of the black the white man and the black are contrasts not contraries complementary opposites not irreconcilable opponents the jew has given us ethics the greek philosophy the roman law the teuton liberty these the saxon combines but the african latest called of nations called to the crown of thorns the scourge the bloody sweat the cross of agony the african i say has the deep gushing wealth of love which is yet to move the great heart of humanity end of topic twenty fourth paper by rev h h proctor